Warning, file 13 contains content that may be too disturbing for some audiences. It contains graphic descriptions of crime scenes. It may not be suitable for children under 13. Listener discretion is advised. Akira Coles is no longer just a missing person because she disappeared without a trace. More than two weeks ago, they believe someone may have hurt her. Here we revisit and discuss unsolved murders in Black America. As I like to do before every episode, I want to thank and acknowledge the team that makes this podcast possible, starting with my amazing co-host, Bam, the brilliant head of research and development, Raven Clark Gross, our research consultant, owner of Phoenix Creative Services, who helps us with research, interviews, editing, and fact-checking, Miss Jessica Hollis Summers. Jessica just recently got married a few weeks ago, her and RJ. Congratulations, Jessica. <laughs> the man who brings the amazing sounds of suspense in the opening credits, Mr. Rana Sapiano. And finally, our voice actors, Mr. Corey Scott, Louisa Waters, Medina Smith, and Coco Rain. You know, this season has been interesting to say the least, and it seems like each case we go over, it gets more and more strange. They almost read like a suspense thriller, but we have to remember that this is real life. These are real people. These are real families. And today's episode is our season finale. But fans, don't fret. I have some things in store for you for the off season. Also, I want to announce short files. These will be cases that we will highlight to you, the public, but they're gonna be a little bit shorter than normal. Um, They may range from five to 10 minutes, perhaps, and it will just highlight, give you a highlight of some unsolved murders and cases. Oh, Bam doesn't know this, but um, what she, what she is in school right now for nursing. And, you know, we have the File 13 series. Um, I guess I can go ahead and announce that some of the members of the team, they want to launch a File 13 series dedicated on missing black and indigenous women. And I was thinking, perhaps, maybe we might do something on medical murders. Oh, yes. That would be good. Yep, and you can do that <laughs> since you like that, you, oh, know, yeah. you know, make that about the 13 series on medical murders. So, something to think about for the future. You know, we can we can talk about that behind the scenes. Let me know how you want to do that. Uh, season two will start in September, so you won't have long to wait. Please share us with your friends and family. They can binge, listen to the full season, and be ready for season two when you are. My question. Um, yes. Short files. What uh, does the short files consist of? Short what files. What do they have uh, to look forward to? Well, short files would be cases that, that we could normally do as a full episode, but sometimes there's not enough information out. Okay. 
sometimes there's not enough information that we can get from police records, from the media, from all reliable sources to do a full-length episode, but I still think they need to be highlighted and acknowledged. Um, and so I figured we would do short files in the meantime that during that time as well. So, okay. um, so yeah, that's something to look forward to. You know, um, we'll look more into that and we'll have that going on during the off season and gearing up to get ready for season two. Right. Okay. So today's episode starts Wednesday, October 3rd, 2018. Karen Phillips is trying to contact her daughter, Kiara Coles. So she calls Kiara phone, but Kiara doesn't respond. So mom decides to call a little bit later that afternoon. She calls again, but still no, still no response. So finally, she finally she tries to call late in the evening before she decides to go to bed, but still no answer. Now mom is feeling a little bit uneasy, but she still goes to bed and says to herself, she'll try again in the morning. So in the next morning, right after she wakes up, she calls Kiara's phone again, but now it goes straight to the voicemail. Now even though Kiara is an adult and is responsible for herself those mommy instincts kick in and she can't help but feel a little bit of panic see Kiara and her mom are really close they talk every day sometimes more than once so this is completely out of character for her so going more than 24 hours in her mind that is a sign that something is wrong as a mom I'm pretty sure you can probably attest to that absolutely So without hesitation, mom jumps in the car and immediately goes to Kiara's apartment. Now, as Karen is approaching the apartment, she does spot Kiara's car. That does make her slightly feel a little bit better, but she figures if the car is there, then Kiara has to be close by or at home. Maybe she isn't feeling well, or perhaps she just overslept. Then Karen thinks back to a conversation her and Kiara had the night before on Tuesday. Kiara told her she wanted to go to the grocery store just to pick up a few items. So now, Karen is thinking the worst, because according to Crime Junkie and NBC scene of the crime where Kiara wears Kiara Coles, Kiara has asthma really bad, and she is three months pregnant. Karen gets to Kiara's place. As she approaches, she can see, she can hear that the inside the apartment that there's a TV is on. So Karen knocks repeatedly. She calls her name. There's no answer. So now she begins to panic even more. She then remembered that Kiara told her that her boyfriend, Josh, keeps a spare key. So she calls Josh. Josh says, unfortunately, he have, he doesn't have a key and he hasn't seen Kiara all day, but he is on his way over as quick as he can to get over there. Now, while waiting for Josh, Karen calls Kiara's job at the post office and they tell, they tell her Kiara isn't there and she hasn't been there today or the day before. The last time anyone had any communication with Kiara was when she requested October 3rd off. Karen then calls her other daughter, Kimberly, and Kimberly says she picked up Kiara from work on October 1st and hasn't seen her since. It is at that point mom calls 911 and asks for police to come to Kiara's apartment to do a wellness check. When the police arrive, they remove the door like literally off the hinges to go inside. Kiara's not inside. So now mom heads to Kiara's car, but she notices something strange. 
Kiara is parked further away from near her apartment than she usually is. There's clearly open spaces near her place. And being pregnant and carrying groceries, you would want to kind of park closer to your own apartment. I don't know, perhaps she came back from getting groceries and all the spots near her place was taken. You know, sometimes that happens. You know, that, that could be a possibility. Once Karen and the police got to the car, they can see that inside her car, her phone and her purse is still inside. According to NBC News, they had to call a locksmith to come and lock the car. The locksmith opens the door, but they notice that the purse inside isn't the typical purse. Packed inside was a lunch, some prenatal vitamins, and a bottle of water. So now mom is getting a little bit more scared and more nervous because she understands that now they have to check the trunk of the car. The police pops the trunk, Karen holds her breath, and lets out a giant sigh of relief because Kiara is not in the trunk. Only some work clothes. So now mom begins to wonder if something was wrong with Kiara about life, but she kind of immediately dismissed that because for the last few years, you know, Kiara was pretty much checking the goals off her list. She had finally got a new place. She finally got a new car. She'd been in a steady relationship for about six years. She was excited about her pregnancy. There's absolutely nothing that makes sense about this at all. So because Kiara is an adult, and even though she hasn't heard from her in 48 hours, which is crucial, technically there's nothing to investigate at this point because there's no sign of foul play. So even though police can't do anything officially, it's Kiara friends and family and co-workers who put in work trying to find her. They're going door to door, passing out flyers, and it wasn't until about a week later on October 8th, Chicago police released a missing persons bulletin for Kiara. And it wasn't until then that one of Kiara's neighbors looked at their surveillance camera for that day that would give the police their first lead in the case. Daddy Issues, the new album by Lauren Nicole is out now. Come into the world of the R&B songstress as she takes you through her journey of love, life, healing, trials and tribulations. Check out her smash hits, I Met a Guy, Sorry, and Look Who's Crying Now. Daddy Issues, the album, streaming on all platforms. And now, back to the story. So my question is, um, isn't it like a 48 hour rule that a missing person's, uh, you know, thing can be filed? So because if you haven't heard from somebody that you're used to hearing from in a certain amount of time, you don't think that, you know, raises fairness to say, OK, let me file a missing person's uh, case. It, that would make sense probably if it was a child. But this is a grown adult and. If you just decided to, you just wanted to up and leave for the next couple of days and you're a grown woman. But if I up and left for a couple of days, that would be strange. That's not normal. That's not something that I would just do. So if I was like had a history of just disappearing, then maybe. OK, but if I don't have a history of disappearing, then you don't think that that raises case because a week later, you know, no. the first 48 hours is very crucial. So it is. But strange isn't a crime. Crimes are strange. But just because it's out of character doesn't necessarily mean that there's they have to find some they have to find some evidence of like foul play so perhaps once they had gotten to the car and if there was some blood on the car or something like that mm -hmm. then perhaps that's a sign of foul play 
and they can do a missing persons because what's this blood about? You know, something like that. Does but, that make sense? Yeah, but being my child, I'd say, what is this phone and this purse about in my child's car and she's not with it? Yeah, but it's still not a sign of foul play. I guess it's still not a crime, but... It, it still isn't. It still isn't, but... You but know, she's missing. But she's missing Ultimately, she's missing. So what I want to do, um, I want you to look at this surveillance video. And it's very short, but I kind of want you to describe what's going on to the listeners, okay? So I see a young lady. Looks to be a young lady walking to a vehicle. Looks like walking through some vehicles. And then it looks like she walks out of frame there. Yeah, walks out of frame. And it, and and it pops back up and she walks to this car. To this car. And so her walking to this car. Um, hmm. That's pretty much all they had got. Okay. That's just it. She's just, and it doesn't like she's walking to the car. It literally looked like she's walking past the car. Now, is that her car? Yeah. Uh, so the video shows her walk past her car, but stops abruptly at an intersection. She does a 180 pivot before she walks out of frame. Now her boyfriend, Josh, tells WGN9 Chicago his feelings is that she's seen something that made her turn around and basically cross the street. So she was looking in her purse as well. She was looking like she was rifling through her bag as she was walking. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of getting too many conflicting stories because some of the source material is saying October 2nd, some is saying October 3rd on that video. But I'm kind of going to go with the video footage itself because on it, it says October 3rd. Now, to add to that, it's odd to see her in the video with her uniform on because, remember, this was the day she was supposed to be off. Yeah, she... From work. She, she requested she that day. requested that day off. Right. Hmm. So, police head back to the apartment because now there are so many questions, especially with the timeline of events. It raises new questions like, why was she in her uniform if it was her day off, just like we was just saying? Mm-hmm. What made her stop at the intersection and turn around? Where did she go when she walks out of frame? On October 2nd, 2018, Kiara was seen entering her apartment on the 8100 block of South Mount Vernon. And a man that is being called a person of interest, not by name, was also seen entering moments later. At this point, the police can't make sense of it and technically can't say a crime has been committed because there is no sign of foul play. They are treating it as a non-suspicious missing person case. But by October 15th, the Postal Service offers their $25,000 reward. The same week, Kiara's father quits his job in Wisconsin, moves to Chicago and parks himself right in the front of her apartment day and night until his daughter comes home. As a father, I completely completely kind of understand. Um, There still is no sign of Kiara, though. There's also no sign of the other person, Josh, the boyfriend. He literally ups and disappears and he leaves the state with another woman and they go to Louisiana. This other woman also happens to be the mother of his children he had before Kiara was pregnant. So I know he said he was on his way over there immediately when she first went missing. Mm -hmm. So did he ever show up to the home? Was he there? Yeah, he shows he shows up. But once you got to remember this, this move forward, this fast forward, pretty much after that, he disappears. He's nowhere to be found. 
Now there's nothing in my source material that tells me whether Josh and Kiara were having problems in the relationship. They were together for about six years, but according to Rob Stafford and Lisa Capitini from NBC5 Chicago, they report that the two women did not get along at all. They were at the point where these two women actually had gotten into a fight and Kiara was banned from going to the house. That's not uncommon. Right. In February 2021, according to Kieran, that is when this altercation took place and where Kiara was banned from going to the house. Kiara does think Josh is actually she doesn't think he is involved. She's always said that he was like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. She doesn't at that point. She doesn't think that he was involved. So tips become step tips start coming in when the police finally treat it as a missing person case. And one tip leads them to a nature preserve. Using that tip, they investigate the forest and the authorities do find bones. But there's no information, at least in the source material that I have, whether uh, or what my investigation team sent me said whether it was human bones or not. They don't it doesn't say. So bones like how long after she disappeared did they find these bones? When they finally released as a missing persons report, tips start coming in and that led, led them to this nature preserve. I went to the nature preserve and they find bones, but there's no report even to this day of seeing what kind of bones it was. Well, the strange thing is, I mean, she wouldn't have found bones that fast. And, and the thing about it is, if they were human bones, it was still human bones. Yeah, it was still human bones. But again, if she, the the time span between her missing and decomposition and finding bones would have been, that doesn't sound like the time frame would even been right to find right. human bones. True. Very true. And so with all that evidence they have and everything that they've done, they are suspending the case. Hmm. There's nothing more that they can really do. Now, we know a cold case is not a closed case. That's what we always say here. So it's not closed, just at a standstill. But just when you think we've heard it all, Karen, Kiara's mom, drops a bombshell of information. She says the woman in the video is not Kiara at all. How about that? How about that? Dive into a world of unsolved murders in Black America with File 13. Each week, we explore a new case, whether it's local, historical, or from national headlines. Come with us as we tell stories about the people who are less likely to have their murder solved. File 13, where we believe a cold case is not a closed case. Listen to us each and every Wednesday, everywhere you find your podcast. And now, back to the story. Karen tells police the next day that she is almost 100% sure that isn't her daughter. The police agree. We know it's not her. It's another postal worker who lives in the neighborhood, but let's keep that under wraps. According to source material, the reason is they wanted people to think it was Kiara, and more importantly, they wanted the suspect to think that they thought it was Kiara and that they were following a false lead. See, police felt they had a pretty good idea on what happened, but they had no evidence. See, the video that everyone knows about isn't the only video they have. Police have footage where they see the evening that her then boyfriend, Josh, pulling up to her apartment and entering. Later that evening, they were even seen together leaving the apartment and leaving in separate cars. 
Kiera returned home and was not seen again until October 3rd, 2018, walking down the street in her postal uniform. Later that night, they were both seen leaving and getting in, in her car with Kiera in the driver's seat. Minutes later, Kiera was seen entering a Walgreens located in the 8600 block of Cottage Grove in Chatham. At approximately 10.43 p.m., in which she walked to the ATM and made two withdrawals of $400 and handed it to Josh. She left three minutes later and returned to her car. She had on a hair scarf, a dark color long uh, sleeve top or jacket with color block leggings and light dark color shoes. The video surveillance is in black and white, so you really can't be sure exactly what the color she had on. This video is the last footage available. Her car was seen in a different part of the city and Josh was seen exiting the passenger side and parking outside of her apartment. He then entered her building and left with, an un with unknown items in his car, which is left outside her apartment the night before. When the police questioned him, he gave varying accounts of where his whereabouts were. So that's how he, her car got back to her house. Yes. So he drove it back. Yes. And went and ransacked her house probably left everything on to make it seem like she had just maybe left or mm, mm, mm. so at this point everything is really circumstantial so he didn't he didn't left the state with his baby mama right um kiara still isn't found and that's kind of where we are with this that's just the last time she was seen that was it so we need help we need the public's help this isn't considered a homicide as of yet so that means we potentially have two victims because her child will be close to about four years old right now. Right. Remember, she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So if you have any information on this disappearance of Kiara Coles, please contact the Chicago Police Special Victims Unit at 312-747-8274. Bam. What does Bam say? <laughs> you know, it's just very strange uh, how, unfortunately, I won't even say women, just people can be so trusting. Um, and so, uh, you know, you just, it's one of those cases where you just never think it would happen to you. I'm sure that she had no knowledge that that was going to be the last time she was going to grab money out of an ATM machine and hand it to him. But for whatever reason, um, this young lady is coming up missing. But it's also strange that, you know, he just moves to Louisiana with his other child's mother up and moves that fast and nobody heard them having issues so usually when you have a situation like that you know somebody knows that somebody's having problems whether it's a close friend or mom sister you know something like that it's just very sad that you know she hasn't been found yeah and it's almost four years almost four years and nobody's been charged with anything Actually, it's been over four years. We're in, what, 2023 now? Yeah, because that was, what, 2018? Yep. 2018. So, yes. Yeah, so, she would be almost five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, four, because it was, what, because she was three months pregnant at that time, and then, yeah, she would be about four. Yeah. Yeah. This was a, this was, it just seems like you, they were so close and if you ask me, Josh had to have something to do with it because his movements was just completely too strange for me. Um, you come over there, you have you speak to the press, you say there's something she saw in the video just spooked her. 
and then you just up and disappear in the middle of the investigation you're just out but see this is why i feel it should be a 48 hour rule because if something is so strange and so out of character of an individual that you just know like hey they don't do this even if the person end up turning up okay but you need to kind of put some type of emphasis on these cases because again they didn't take this i want to quote unquote say seriously for weeks for weeks she disappeared for weeks so as a mother okay my children two of them live out of the house if i go to my daughter's car and i see she has things there like she would never leave her cell phone or her bag or I'm immediately feeling like something is absolutely wrong if you don't turn up within 48 hours, 24 hours for me. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, that should be taken, you know, because they probably say, oh, we got cases where people leave and this, this, and this. And you do. And, just, and see, the thing is, you're thinking as a mother mm-hmm. because you know your child habits, mm-hmm. even if they become adults, even when they become adults. But again, it's kind of like for you, something's wrong but for the law it's like technically nothing's wrong yet see well a crime because they have to work a crime and it's nothing proven that it was a crime but i get what you're saying 100 they need to think more like mothers (laughs) (laughs) perhaps they should we want to thank you for listening to file 13 please let us know what you think about the show if you like it please leave us a five-star rating if you don't like it leave a five-star rating anyways you can email us at file13 at gmail.com if you have any suggestions for us or if there is a case you want us to look into remember new episodes drop every wednesday we are taking a break this was the season finale but don't worry again i have a few surprises in store for you but please share us with your friends as we prepare for the second season if you are one of the criminals that committed this crime and you can hear my voice, I want you to remember a cold case is not a closed case. You will be found and brought to justice. Until next season.